Hello, and welcome to the Grumpy Old Man Podcast. I don't profess to know everything, nor do I think my ideas are the only right ideas. I'm sure there's plenty I don't know and haven't yet thought about. I'm here to learn too, so please share your thoughts and observations. This podcast is all about me sharing my thoughts, opinions, and observations, pointing out things that are hidden in plain sight, things that once considered probably seem totally obvious. I'm not a doctor or a psychologist. I'm just a grumpy old man. Well, I'm not really that old, but most people probably do consider me to be quite grumpy. There are a lot of things with the direction our world is headed that I find reasons to complain about. This is one of them. I'm Harvard Schmarvard, and this is Season 1, Episode 3, Internet Articles. So, you've managed to make it to Episode 3. Thank you. You are awesome. By now, you should have guessed that I have an opinion and very likely a gripe about everything. That's what qualifies me as a grumpy old man. There are some things that I'm happy with and don't have anything to complain about, but they are few and far between. Good food, hikes in the woods, and oh yeah, my wife. Today, I'm going off on internet articles. You know, you do a search and these results come back that look good, but they are just bait and click junk. Before you jump too deep, let's start with that search. Many young people don't really consider personal privacy anymore. They post things on social media that the rest of the world shouldn't know. Like, hey, I'm downtown at a music festival that's really good. In other words, I'm not home right now, so go burglarize my apartment. Before social media, people took their privacy extremely serious. And old folks still do. But here's the rub. If you are fully informed and voluntarily relinquish your rights to privacy, that is your prerogative to do so. You know I'm all about individual choice. But most people don't know, are not told, are deliberately kept in the dark. You think you are just doing a Google search, and that is nobody's business but your own. Wrong. I've watched plenty of court trials on YouTube to know that your search history is kept by Google and turned over to law enforcement and the prosecution with an easily obtained search warrant or subpoena. They have even presented evidence of the computer being seized and the internet history and search history were deleted. You thought you were in the clear, didn't you? You didn't know that only prevented you from accessing the history, but that Google keeps it, even if you delete it. I know I'm kind of picking on Google here. That's only because their search engine is the default on most browsers and people never change it. So they are the 800 pound gorilla with the overwhelming share of internet search activity. That is exactly why law enforcement goes to them to see what they have. There are other search engines that do take your privacy seriously. It's simple to change in your browser settings. Do a little research and reading. They are easy to find. So if you are crazy enough to search the internet for something like how to sell secrets to China, just know that your government and big tech wants you to be uninformed and ignorant. Anyway, here's my first note of caution. Many websites are not independent third parties without an agenda. 
let's say you do a search for what is the best treadmill or what is the best dog food or what is the best whatever you get a bunch of results back and start reading let's say you make your decision and go out and buy one or order it from amazon oh, don't get me started on amazon reviews i'll have time at the end of this episode to touch on them you may think you bought the best one and you even tell your friends probably on facebook well you may likely have just been duped. That website was not independent, not unbiased, not honest. More than likely, it was owned and operated by the same company that makes or sells the item at the top of the list. Some are even more devious. They establish and fund what looks like a legitimate advocacy group. And that group runs the BS website that is ultimately just a huge ad for the product they want to sell. Not likely the best choice for you. Oh, here, look, an article from the Widget Council of America. It must be true. Nope. So what can you do? Look at the URL. Only spend your time reading reviews and recommendations from reputable sources. Organizations that you already know and trust. But be careful, these guys aren't stupid and they are deliberately trying to fool you. Say for example, you want healthcare info and you trust webmd.com. Make sure that first result isn't for webmb.com. Now for my second gripe about online articles. In the early days of the internet, you could ask a question and get a reasonably honest answer. Today, you get 10,000 results and everyone is an article that is a mile long, talks about everything you didn't ask and don't care about, and, you guessed it, contains ads. They get paid every time somebody clicks through to one of those ads. Take this example. Ask your search engine, can I grow grapefruit in New Jersey? Not so long ago, you'd get an answer from somebody like Professor Pluto. No, it's too cold. Done. Move on to the next question. But today, you get articles. States where citrus trees grow, when to plant grapefruits in New Jersey, and on and on and on. You're hopeful that one of these may answer your simple question, so you start reading. Mile long? Yup. Full of ads? Yup. Next result. Same thing. Again, be careful. It may seem like there are no ads, but what is there? check out my YouTube channel. <laughs> well, they aren't experts. They don't know what they are talking about. Kind of like me. They get paid every time somebody watches and millions of unsuspecting people do watch. Or download my free ebook. Well, then they have your email address and will likely send you a newsletter and some other spam junk trying to sell you something later. Then they make it super hard for you to get unsubscribed. Long story short, that article is not for you to get your simple answer. It is unnecessarily long so they can jam in more ads and they get paid for each and every one. So they are doing it for their own greedy benefit and do not care if you ever get an answer. Here's another example. Can I fry eggplant? <laughs> the answer should be a simple yes and, you know, maybe some links to recipes. No, you get lengthy articles telling you the origin of the eggplant, where they are grown, how long to maturity, how to pick the best ones in your supermarket, 
what the nutritional values are, and on and on and on. Do you forget what you wanted to know and just start reading and scrolling? Maybe you'll get an article on the 18 different ways to cook an eggplant and then 48 recipes for each method. I'm only going to cook one. By the time I finish reading, it's too late to cook. Let's just get a pizza. I'm an IT guy. A lot of times I just need the syntax for some command. It should be quick and easy. But even tech people want to sell ads and pack what should be a simple page full of fluff. I hope I don't get sued by Amazon, but here is my experience with reviews. At this point, I don't even waste my time reading any. I just subscribe to Prime and get free returns. If they try to sell me junk, I just return it. It is their responsibility to ensure the quality of the items they sell. I bought Bluetooth earbuds once. There was no way I was going to pay the ridiculous price that name brands were charging, so I started reading reviews and looking at ratings. I found a reasonably priced version with a 4.9 rating. The reviews were stellar. Too good to pass up, right? Well, they arrived, and I have to admit they sounded pretty good when playing music. But when I jump on a video call, the people on the other end couldn't hear me. They said I was garbled, faint, and sounded like I was in a bucket. At first, I was perplexed. How could this be? I checked all my settings on the laptop and in the meeting software. Nothing I tried made much difference. So I went back to the instructions that came with the earbuds. No help there either. But then I found it. In the box was a thank you card from the manufacturer. And guess what it said? Hard to believe, but it was blatant. It said, give us a five star rating and we will send you another set of earbuds for free. Well, there you have it. That's why it had a 4.9 rating when it was clearly not deserved. I certainly didn't want two sets that were junk, so I sent them back. If you insist on reading some reviews and checking ratings, at least do this. Sort the reviews by most recent and then look at what you get. When an item is new, friends, family, and scams like what I just explained above are prevalent. As time goes on, you get more actual customers who give honest reviews. I've seen plenty that have a four point high rating, but when sorted by most recent, they are all ones and twos. I can't talk about Amazon reviews without mentioning the ones that crack me up the most. Have you ever seen the people who go out of their way to post a five-star review that says something like, it just arrived today, I can't wait to try it. Those have to be a joke, right? Those folks can't really be serious. Oh well, see you next time when I rant on about the next thing that's stuck in my craw.